Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me, Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. So last week we pulled off uh, our first version of uh, podcast 2.0, uh, where we we keep these things to less than uh, thirty minutes, which we somehow did. Yeah. Um, it strikes me that you know usually if there's an app or a piece of software or something. It doesn't take six years to get to version 2.0. And we've, <laughs> we've been doing this for like five years or something, and we're just now like, oh, maybe we should uh, tinker with the format. Yeah, maybe we should actually care what people want. It's <laughs> really the first time that ever really even occurred to us, I think, in, throughout this whole thing. All right, so, but in order to do that, we've had to split up the podcast. So that's that's part of the, what we've had to do. So we used to do the the uh, faux argument and the draft in the same podcast. Uh, now we, we split those things up. So this week's podcast is is just a draft. And uh, I will say, you know, we've done some goofy drafts in the past. You would agree with that, right? Oh, of course. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm thinking that this week we just decided to go, I, I mean, maybe we, maybe just in order to make up for it, but we took it in a much more serious direction. Would you agree? Yeah, well, it's a it's a sports podcast, really, mostly, right? Right. And, and so since this is 2.0, since we've rebooted, we really want to focus on our core audience. It's a sports podcast. We chose this topic for that reason to just appeal right to like the real the center of our fan. Exactly. Base. To the heart of of what makes a sports fan tech. Uh right. so this week we are drafting uh Taylor Swift songs. And um that's right. I'm trying to think. I think I, I had the first pick last time. You go first here. You, you might have had the first pick. All right. Well, so I have the first pick in the draft. And, and I will tell you, I have a little secret weapon uh, as, as uh, not, not to say that, that you are in any way at a disadvantage in a Taylor Swift draft, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I have a little bit of an advantage because I have uh, an 11-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she and I had a very, very long, heartfelt conversation before this draft. So uh, she was my advanced scout. She did all my scouting. Uh, so be careful when you when you, when you you rip my picks because uh, you, you're actually ripping my 11-year-old daughter. I just want you to know that in advance. That's that's cowardly to hide behind her. I know. It really like is kind of sad. I'm actually not going with her picks. But, that's, like um, a, that's, that's like when Barry Bonds dragged his son out to that press conference and was like, look what you're doing to my son. You know, you're you're hiding behind your child. It is bad. It is bad. I hate myself for doing it, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right. So with the first pick of the draft, I'm obviously taking um, You Belong With Me, uh, which is uh, a song from the early Taylor Swift. Obviously, we're going to be dealing with various eras of Taylor Swift uh, sure. throughout this. Uh, I went early first, kind of figuring, you know, that's where that's where the value is. Uh, you Belong With Me. Uh, just, just a fantastic song on so many different levels. Uh, you know, you're dealing with all this, this sort of high school, you know, angst. You got, you got the girl, she, you know, the, the, the cheerleaders with the guy, she wears high heels and, and Taylor wears t-shirts and the girls cheer captain and Taylor's in the bleachers. Uh, so you have a lot of angst going on there. I'm not really sure that Taylor Swift had to deal with that angst herself, but I think, Part of the part of the the genius of Taylor Swift is that she can sort of step out of her own sort of glamorous self and 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 be be the the typical uh, teenager 
which I think is very, very cool. It's a great song. It's, it totally sticks with you. It's kind of a little, a little, you know, there's, there's a, there's a cool hook to it. Huge fan. Uh, you belong with me. My first pick. Yeah, it's a good pick because there there are several things that make Taylor Swift like a transcendent star in my mind. And sure. one of them is she has pulled off one of the greatest switcheroos of all time, which really is it hits its apotheosis in that song. And that is to say she is singing like she's the nerdy right. girl who's like wears sneakers and is like on the she's not a cheerleader. And she and her the, the object of her affection is with the cheer captain, right? And it's it's ridiculous. She's she's like like eight feet tall and stunningly beautiful and has like long blonde hair. She is the mean girl. Like she's the girl that girls in high school are all afraid of. And she did this incredible switcheroo reversal thing where she turned herself into this shy dorky girl with glasses that no one thinks is cute, which is like, it's truly like in terms of branding and marketing, it's one of the most brilliant masterstrokes uh, in, in pop music history. It really, cause like she, she would be normally a, a girl that would be like, uh, uh, feared. Right. And instead she was like, no, I'm, I'm the sweet, nice one. The, the cheerleaders, you know, the girls who look exactly like me, those are the people that I, that I'm railing against. It's a, it was amazing, and it's just a great song. Yeah, well, it's a great song, and and by the way, that's sort of. I mean, and, and obviously, you have you have worked with her, but that's kind of a Tina Fey thing, right? Where Tina Fey sort of played off the oh, I'm ugly and whatever, and and obviously she's she's not, and she's she's quite stunning and all of that. That there, that's that's a tough act to pull off, but you you do it with sort of. This, this, uh, I don't know. This, you do it with like this charisma, and you do it with this, this sort of, I guess, commitment to the role. I mean, obviously, Taylor Swift could be Beyonce, right? I mean, she could just be, hey, I'm here, and I'm total glamour, and I'm the, you know, because she is, she's all of those things. But she played, she decided to play this part, especially young uh, Taylor Swift. Tried, decided to play this sort of part of of nerdy and and unsure of herself and and boy it works it just yeah. totally works it really is just i don't I, I don't know whether that that was her move or her producer publicist or manager or somebody who decided to say like no you're gonna you're going the other way you're playing against your own type but it's a it was a, it's genius. genius it's a great it's a great it's an obvious pick it's a great pick. um i'm gonna go with uh, it was gonna be my first pick too i'm gonna go with uh 22 Yes, as uh, my second, my first pick. Now, here's another amazing thing about Taylor Swift, uh, it, which is I think a huge key to her success. She has in her lyrics completely dispensed with metaphor. There is no, <laughs> there is no, there is nothing confusing or that needs to be interpreted about many of her lyrics in a, in a way that I think has massive appeal for especially for young girls. And in the song Twenty Two, she's singing about what it's like to be twenty two years old. Yes. And the key line to me is, we're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. It's miserable and magical. It's like she's just <laughs> naming. It's not like, it's not trying to evoke the feeling of being 22 or talking in poetic terms about the complex swirl of emotions of when you're 22. She's literally just saying, hey, we're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. It's miserable and magical. And everyone's like, yep, that's right. We're on board. <laughs> and it's also a good side note here, by the way. This is not, I'm not, we're not being ironic here. 
I, I love Taylor Swift. Me too. Her songs are incredible. I have a, a almost six-year-old daughter who loves Taylor Swift. I made a Taylor Swift radio station for her uh, with, you know, whatever, Pandora or one of those things in my car for her so that she could sing along when I drive her around. Now I just listen to it for me. <laughs> I'm alone in my car on the 101 freeway just singing very loudly to these songs. This is not ironic. This is a sincere thing. Um, that's a side note. But the, the, the song 22 of all of the Taylor Swift songs that have been stuck in my head uh, for days, if not weeks at a time, 22 is probably the most frequently stuck in my head. Yeah. yeah so it's, after it's, my it's, first pick. It's a great song. You know, I, it reminds me there was a great uh, review a few years ago in uh, The New Yorker about movies. And, and the review was basically – it was about the movie Bad Teacher. Remember that movie Bad Teacher? Sure. And it talked about how titles of movies had stopped trying to be metaphors for anything. That's just like literally Bad Teacher. That's it. That's the yeah. name. And it's just like we're not, we're not hiding. We're not, we're not trying to make you guess what this – this is about a bad teacher. And, and that's what – Taylor Swift's stuff is. I mean, that's yeah. in a in a really in a really good hooky way where you just go, uh, yeah, okay, that's this is this about being fifteen. This is about being twenty two. This is yep. you belong with me. Is not that's it. That's the that's what the song is about. There's nothing mm-hmm. else in the song other than you belong with me, and and that leads right to my my second pick, um, which I think is because it's funny you, you you bring up the the lack of any. My favorite uh, part of this song is that there is absolutely no hidden meaning. No hidden meaning at all. And uh, so my second pick is uh, Mean. Why, why You Gotta Be So Mean. Yeah. And that song is like the ultimate example. Because it literally there is a line in the song that's like, all you're ever going to be is mean. That's it. That's with your, there, You are a bully and you are mean and that's all you're ever going to be. And I'm going to be a star someday and you are not because you're mean. That's yeah. it. That's what the whole song's about. And it's a great song and it, 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 it is so much fun. Um, and there's a very – I don't have to explain that. Like my 11-year-old daughter knows exactly what she's saying. And, and uh-huh. I, I love that. I love you're- that. You're, I shouldn't have let you go first because you're taking all my choices here. But um, no, the, it, it, there's the, the actual full line is, someday I'll be living in a big old city. Big old city. And all you're ever going to be is mean. As if living in a big old city and mean are opposites. <laughs> Those are the two, the two choices you have. You can either live in a big city or you can be mean. Or you can be mean. Which is great. And also the other thing is at, at, the, at a key point towards the end of the song, she's singing the chorus. She says, you're, all you're going to be is mean and a liar and pathetic and alone in life and mean which is like it's really just just running right at it it's wonderful that part of the song that's the best part of that song is and a liar and pathetic and alone in life and mean she repeats mean at the end it's great great song that song is also stuck in my head nearly every day yeah it's it's Uh, it's such a great song it's such uh, a great song you're kind of killing me on this draft here because you got. Two, I got the first pick. It's the it you was got the first two pick. of my three favorites. I'm gonna go with the song "Mine," which, first of all, I love that there's a song called "Mean" and a song called "Mine." But <laughs> "Mine" is another great. Uh, first of all, great romantic song. Um, the video, if you've ever seen it, it's hilarious because it tells the story of this relationship from the time they're like in high school to the time that they're married and have two like not so young kids. So she has to age probably like 
15 years over the course of the video and she looks exactly the same at, at every moment. <laughs> but uh, but it's another great one for the literal storytelling. I mean, she literally just she just says what happens. She, she tells a narrative. It's like a newspaper report. She's like she says, flash forward and we're taking on the world together. There's a drawer of my things at your place. So she's literally just saying, like, yeah, here's this situation. Uh, but also, and then later she says, we've got bills to pay. We got nothing figured out, which is like, again, just naming the situation. I love it. And then, but it does have one lovely bit of poetry in it, which is my favorite lyric, where she says, you made a rebel of a careless man's careful daughter. That's a very nicely written. That is a nice line. I think that's a really good lyric. And it's sort of in the middle of her career, and she's beginning to like get a little more sophisticated, I think, in her writing. And uh, uh, I think that's a really great lyric. That's my second choice. Uh, it's well, it, it's a good choice. It's it's a good choice for all the reasons that we've gone over before. Um, with my third pick, I'm going to actually give you a little bit of an opening here. I think I'm giving you. I'm actually going off because I'm going to take one that I wouldn't necessarily have taken here. Uh, but my my and again, I'm hiding behind my 11 year old daughter. She is insistent upon this song. She, this would have been her number one overall pick. And uh, and it's it's a song that I don't think I think it's it, it it comes too close to mean and it comes too close to some of her other songs. Um, but it's Shake It Off. And so I'm going to take Shake It Off with the third pick. I don't think it's actually that great a song, but I think it is incredibly hooky. I mean, there's no way you can hear it without it just playing in your mind over and over and over again, because, I mean, it really, really does stick with you. And also, it does sort of, it's sort of the 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 essence of Taylor Swift's sort of canon of, of music, because she's not playing around. It's like the players are going to play, 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 and haters <laughs> are going to hate, 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 hate. But I'm just going to shake, 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 Shake it off. That's it. There, yeah. she's, she's not even pretending that she's going to work anything out with the rhyme other than just repeating the same words. I mean, it's a little bit like Lin-Manuel Miranda, you know, repeating love several times during the uh, during the Tonys. It's like yeah. she's just saying, no, they don't – they're not just going to hate. They're going to hate, 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 hate. And, and that's – you know, she's, she's not holding anything back. So I, I'm, I'm – Picking it more because it's just so hooky and all of that, and because it is my eleven-year-old's favorite song, and I can see why. I mean, it's it's I can see it's it's the best dance song. It's the best, you know, when you're when you're going to a, a father-daughter dance, everybody goes crazy when it comes on because it's it's the best song to dance to. So I'm gonna go with "Shake It Off" at number three. Yeah, it's a little bit of a reach. I mean, it was a big deal. It was a big single and everything. It it plays into the again the thing that comes from "You Belong with Me." It's on that. It's on that sort of like branch of the Taylor Swift discography, which is to say at the moment she released that song, she's the biggest pop star in the world. She is sells out 100,000 seat concerts. Right. She's you know, sold more albums than anybody. And she releases a song about how like people hate me, but I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's, like a, it's amazing. She met she she does. She has a really good. Uh, way of remaining an underdog, which is kind of key to her whole success, I think. Yes. The song itself, uh, it's okay. I, I agree guess, with you. I you agree know, with you. it's not. It doesn't. It does. It's not as like. It's not. A, it's sort of a little too on the nose in terms of her, what her brand is, and it, I, I felt like it was a little bit cynical. But 
I mean, it is, again, like all of these songs, it's so catchy. If you hear it once, you'll sing it all day. Exactly. Um, I'm going to go with uh, We're Never, Ever, Ever, uh, Ever, that was my ever Getting Back Together. So <laughs> this, I, this is like, a, again, it's like there's a, a yet another way in which she's so successful is her songs are very anthemic. I remember someone t- pointing out that that song uh, by... Um, Oh, you know, the Apple Diop and what's her name? <laughs> I can't remember. The Red Hot, not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's that goofy band. I can't remember their name. Anyway, the song, it's like, um, t- we're going to have a, it's like a song. Oh, were, we're going to uh, uh, rock in the house tonight. That song that we're going to. Yeah, well, it's like they people write songs that can be played at any, right. on any occasion, right? And this song, we're never, ever getting back together, is a song that is, like every high school girl in the world has had that song playing on a loop at some moment because it's a, it's like a really, it's a a very cutting song about tortured romance and about how, uh, about men mistreating women or really boys mistreating girls. It's incredibly catchy, like all these songs, but also like there's the, the, the sort of like verbal dexterity and the repeated theme of never ever getting back together is so great. It's like, it's so definitive and final. And like, it's like, uh, it's just, it's very, it's very like, you feel like she knew when she had this um, idea for a song that she was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is good. Like, (laughs) like, this is, this is, this'll work. And then also, by the way, and the seventh thing that leads to her success is that her public life, is so public. Her private life is so public that people are so invested in her relationship. So people like guessing who these songs are about. And so they, they, it's a double whammy where it's relevant to an individual fan somewhere, but also it's got this extra juice of like, Oh, is she singing about Jake Gyllenhaal or is she singing about John Mayer or is she singing about whoever? And that like that, that one is like, she just nailed it. She nailed uh, that theme in that song so perfectly yeah really. yeah it was it was gonna be my third pick if i had not scooped uh, um to shake it off i knew i was going for a little bit of a reach there um and i think your point it was 100 percent right i was thinking about that that we are never ever ever getting back together just those whatever six words like put together like that's a song like you just you, you if you say those six words together it like comes out lyrically i mean it she's She's really a good songwriter. I mean, she yeah. she really knows how to put together a song. Um, By the way, the Black Eyed Peas was that band. Black Eyed Peas, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. It was, I got a feeling where it's just like tonight's going to be a good night. It's like they're, they're not specific. It's just I got a feeling tonight's <laughs> going to be a good night, and you can play it at birthday parties. They even say Mazel Tov at one point. They it's do. like, oh yeah, works for bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, <laughs> weddings. It works for everything. Like it was a really just they. It was a carpet bomb of a pop song. And I feel like we're never ever getting back together. Is that but for relationships? Doesn't doesn't welcome to our house that song now? Isn't that kind of the same thing? I mean, doesn't that kind of like play? To me, that's more of just like a part. But by, by the way, weirdly, that's my eight year old son's favorite song. Sure, it is. <laughs> Loves it so much. <laughs> All right, my fourth pick. Uh, I'm going to go back again. I'm going to go back to early Taylor for my fourth pick. And you pick 22, which I think is great. I'm going to pick 15. Uh, which I just think is actually just a lovely little song. I mean, it's just this very sweet song about being 15 and kind of your first love and, and, and just being kind of nervous and edgy. And, you know, I mean, I imagine that 
that even though she is like Taylor Swift and even though she is this beautiful six foot, you know, pop star or whatever, that that she must have at times in her younger days felt awkward and 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 nervous and all of those things. And she just knows how to put that into a song. And, and I think 15, in all seriousness, I mean, it might be her like most it's like your prettiest song. It's like lyrically, it's very, it's much more poetic than some of the later stuff. And, and it's, you know, she's, she is trying to throw a few things in there that, that are, that are not, you know, not right in your face. It's very, it's a very pretty song. You know, uh, I have a friend who is actually, um, he, he, he's actually the CEO of American greetings. We, we grew up together and, um, one day, like a few years ago, I mean, I guess it was probably when she was just starting, he gets this call that Taylor Swift wants to design cards, like greeting cards for American greetings. Hmm. And uh, so now if you actually, I don't know if this is true, I think they've moved since then, uh, but it used to be at the building, they actually had a parking space for Taylor Swift anytime she wanted to come by and do some work. And he said that she was great. Like she, she, like she really knew how to nail you know, feelings and, and cards and, and, you know, her stuff was very artistic and thinking. And, and so that's interesting that her mind works that way. And I think you really feel that in like songs like 15 in the early days where she was just very, just very lyrically gifted, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that song has weirdly never done it for me. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, I, I, it's very specifically about being a 15 year old girl, an experience I've never personally had. Uh, but, but the, the, the lyrics are good. Like that thing at the end when she says, take a deep breath as you walk through the doors or whatever. Yeah. That's a, that, like, it's, it's, there, there's some, I feel like if I were a 15 year old girl, it would be my favorite song. I'd say I have two. I have a 14 year old girl and an 11 year old girl, and you're going to have soon a 15 year old girl. And then, then you will come back and redo this draft and you'll put 15 at your number one. Pick. I'll realize that you've got an incredible deal <laughs> in, in the four. fourth round. Yes. Um, all right, I'm gonna. We're running out of time because we're supposed to be limiting this to 20 minutes, yes. and we're at 20 minutes, so oh, we'll hurry it up. I'm gonna go with blank space. Okay, number four. Um, I feel like the, the the she's now gotten. It's another one of the songs of in the world of like, oh, who she who is she writing about, right? Uh, because she at this point is so famous, and her her private dating life is so famous that it was a big lots of speculation and stuff. But the reason the real reason I love it is. There's two things. One is when she says, got a long list of ex-lovers, they'll tell you I'm insane. Everyone thought it, she was saying, got a long list or got a something. She, they thought she was saying Starbucks lovers. <laughs> it sounds like she's saying Starbucks lovers, uh, which is hilarious. hilarious. And also, got a long list of Starbucks lovers would be kind of an amazing lyric itself. It's like even when you misinterpret her lyrics, you're like, hey, that's kind of good. Uh, but also the the um, the... The songwriting, I think, is much more sophisticated, and the lyrics are getting more sophisticated. And she's kind of grow- you're like growing up with her, and she's talking about how she can make bad guys good for a weekend, and she's convinced she can like she's gonna have like she knows it's wrong, she knows it's never gonna work, and she knows it's gonna be a mistake, but she's like, I don't care because <laughs> I'm attracted to you. Like there, she's like becoming, she's like a grown up now, and it's fun to hear her sing about being a grown up instead of a 15 year old or even a 22 year old. So uh, I, it's a, it's a, I think it's a great song. I really like it. Yeah, it's a good song. Blank Space is a good song. I'm trying to get in the head of our listeners right now, 
trying to figure out at what point they're going at what point are they going to stop doing this at what point (laughs) don't try to get in their heads it'll be too depressing just just, we got to commit to this we're we're in this now joe we we're we're eight picks in there's no there's no turning back now all right with my ninth with my fifth pick the ninth pick overall uh i'm going to take wildest dreams uh which i think is a is a, a very good song. I mean, it's, it's, it, again, we're getting back into the sort of Taylor's, she's not, there's, there's no irony and there's no, uh, no, she's not trying to use different, she's basically, you know, he's tall, handsome as hell, he's so bad, but he does it so well. That's basically what we're talking about here. And, uh, she just wants to be remembered sitting in a nice dress, uh, as the sunset babe. And I, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's probably, I like it more because it is, it is, you know, it's, it sounds, it's a good, she, she sings it well and it's a good sounding song. I don't think the lyrics are, are, you know, necessarily as good as some of the others that we've talked about. Um, but it is the song that, uh, I, I find you, you talk about songs that stick in your head. I hear that wildest dreams refrain in my head a lot. Yeah. And I think that's because, you know, probably I've, I've heard it so much with Katie, but I hear that it's, that is might be of all of the songs, even shake it off. That might be the hookiest of all of the, of all of the sort of refrains is, is from wildest dreams. So I'm picking my, this. My five-year-old daughter took a, like a little dance class, like a little ballet class. It was really cute. And they had a, they had a recital at the end of the year and the, dance that they did was to wildest dreams which is so insanely inappropriate it, <laughs> it really it made me laugh so hard because the lyrics of one verse are no one has to know what we do his hands are in my hair his clothes are in my room which is like this is not appropriate this is not appropriate for and they don't know what it means obviously but like and then it's yeah he's so tall and handsome as hell he's so bad but he does it so well i mean this is not a song that a five-year-old should be dancing to, but they and they did like drop out. They dro- on the track that they used, they dropped out the word hell and they kind of futzed with the audio a little bit. But uh, it just made me laugh so hard that it was like, boy, this is not this is not okay. <laughs> but but that's what makes that song great because I mean it is like the lyrics. That's one where I think the lyrics don't necessarily match the music. I mean the music is like. Yeah, that song it's 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 very very it's very pretty and yeah, it's like for a 5-year-old ballet dance that's that the music is perfect. Words not so much. Just yeah. not, not so much. Um all right, well it's a good uh, like all these picks. It's a great pick. It's a great song. Um I'll go with uh, I knew you were trouble. Yeah, that was my that's other choice. Great. Um it's a great a truly great song, I think. And it also is the essence of the sort of Taylor Swift private public thing where it's like, first of all, who is she singing about? Everybody wants to know. Is it John Mayer? Is it Jake Gyllenhaal? Is it Harry Styles? Oh, no, wait, it can't be Harry Styles because that's what style was written about. Everyone's just constantly, like, debating it. Um, but also, like, it's a really, it's sort of two songs, you know? Like, the, the, the verses and the chorus are very different. They have a very different, like, musical feeling, and they're both great. And, uh, and there's, it's really, like, the essence of what her, how she sells her own life publicly, which is like, I, I know these guys are trouble, but like, I, I can't help myself. Can't or like, help I don't care. And like, I want the sort of passionate 
romance that and even if it's the guy is trouble it doesn't matter because i'm like i'm in i'm doing it i'm i'm willingly walking into these relationships because i'm a romantic person who is seeking some kind of great love and romance it's really it's really like the sort of apotheosis of that version of her uh and also the, it just like again we sound like a broken record but these it's so good <laughs> the song is so good it's really like a like an amazingly hooky pop song Okay, so so my question to you is, Tom Hiddleston, I guess, is the latest uh, person yeah. to, uh, which uh, really upset my older daughter, who is in love with Tom Hiddleston and, and now hates Taylor Swift for this, which I find to be hilarious. Like, oh, it was either Taylor or you. So, um, <laughs> but but here here's here's the thing. So when he starts a relationship with Taylor Swift, in the back of his mind, does he go, what is that song about me going to sound like? Like, does he does he think about that? Do you do do you enter a relationship with Taylor Swift thinking like that? I don't know how you couldn't. I right. mean, you have to be aware of the possibility that you're going to end up being immortalized through a song that makes you look like a terrible person. Uh, but also, I mean, maybe you don't care, or maybe you think it's going to be different, or maybe you just genuinely like her and think like, oh, I'd like to date this insanely. <laughs> Uh, talented and beautiful woman for a while. Like that's probably as far as it gets. Yeah, I would think uh, so. But I, I just, and I'm not saying that you don't, you don't do that. I mean, and obviously, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, it's a clear cut choice. But I'm just saying that it's there. I'm just saying it's there that at some point in the middle of a fight, if you actually do get into a fight with her, you got to be thinking, oh, just, oh, I mean, I, that song is going to make me look so bad. It's just going to make me look so You bad. also have to wonder what would happen. Like, what if she dates Tom Hiddleston and it goes really well? Yeah. And it's a really, like, considerate and thoughtful person who treats her with respect and, and supports her. And then they, like, date for a while and then they get married. Like, what does a truly happy Taylor Swift look like? What, what are those songs, you know? Like, that could be a whole new that could open up a whole new sort of genre of Taylor Swift songs of like life is wonderful and, and this is great. And I'm with a, I'm with a kind and thoughtful and generous uh, uh, man. Yeah. Be I, look, I want, I want that to happen. I want to see, I feel like we've like, she changes up her persona, you know, as she's aging and, and maturing, I would love to hear what happens with a, to like a 30 year old happily married, like supported and loved Taylor Swift. What are those songs like? You know, there is not a chance in the world that anybody started listening to this podcast thinking it was going to end up with us wondering what a 30-year-old Taylor Swift happily married, yeah. what her music would sound and, like. And by the way, not just talking about it, but genuinely like wishing, <laughs> wishing for it, like, like emotionally invested in it happening. That's how I feel. I think this was our best draft. I'm not going to lie to you. I think this was our absolute best draft. Yeah. Uh, it would be interesting to see if the audience agrees. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would not actually be interesting at all to see if they agree because we know they are right now going, I am never listening to this thing again. This is, this is what you get with the draft. It's a roll of the dice. You guys know it. We know it. That's Sometimes right. you're going to get, you know, it's Taylor Swift songs. Uh, you know, next week or two weeks from now, it'll be something different. But Yeah, we, we might give you, you know, best quarterbacks in NFL history somewhere down the road. But today, you're getting Taylor Swift songs. That's yep. it. Couldn't be better. Thank you, Michael. As always, thank you for having me.